Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat! There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Tim Tebow back in the system. Featuring Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, son! Let's go! Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos, your number one source for the Broncos turnaround. It's happening, folks. The one in five Broncos are no more. Introducing... The two and five Denver Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined as always by Mike DeSico. Mike, are your headphones plugged in? What do you think? You know what? It's funny you start that way because, in a way, I feel there's a brand new Mike, too. Do you want to hear a story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, stopped play- I started playing fantasy football like back in the 90s, like when. 
I would get the stuff out of the newspaper. Like I, well, I actually worked for the newspaper. So like when the boxes were coming in Sunday night, I'd tally it all by hand. And eventually I got tired of playing fantasy football for two reasons. One, macho douchebags who took it way too seriously, which is the reason I stopped playing softball too, by the way. But yeah, yeah but I just hated rooting for like Broncos to do poorly. Like I hated like being unhappy if like Ed McCaffrey scored a touchdown because I was playing him that week. Or I hated having to cheer for a Raider to do well because I had Tim Brown on my team, you know? It just became not fun. And it dawned on me this week while I was watching the game that, like, it's more fun to, like, be happy when the Broncos win instead of being pissy about it. And I feel like there's, like, a new mic there where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be, like, pissed about if they lose this year. But, like, why would I want to not be happy if they win? Why would I deny myself that? And so I vowed to try to like be more like positive and optimistic, which is like blowing your mind, I'm sure. But I don't know. I kind of at the point where, yeah, lo- losing is probably better for the franchise. But I, don't, I, I like being happy when the Broncos win. So. Now, Mike, you may have been a little dour on Twitter yesterday, Sunday. Maybe. Uh, after the victory. Uh, I think like a lot of Broncos country, you know, we kind of have our heart set on a high draft pick because yes. it's already been anguish and, and pain to start this season. Uh, and we can't even have that. And that's yeah. fine. It was nice to beat the Packers. It, it was nice. It's, it's kind of fun. Uh, last week I talked about the, the little enclave of, uh, of Packer nation that lives in Los Angeles that I, that I used to live with, mm-hmm. um, bless their hearts. And, bless them. and so I was texting back and forth throughout the game, uh, with, with my buddy. Uh, and it was kind of, it was a pissing match of who's worse, who, uh, who wants at least. And, yeah. uh, no, I'm actually talking about the game, not the text exchange. Um, <laughs> And it was then, a terrible game. Yeah, it it was like the Bears game, or you know, going all the way back last year to Every the San Francisco Forty Niners game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, my my revelation came to me last night after the game, where I was down on Twitter, where I was like, "Why am I pissy that my favorite team won a game?" And I get the you know short term loss, long term gain. But I don't know. Broncos won. That's awesome, right? You disagree? I can tell by the. Dead-eyed stare, looking back at me that you disagree. Uh, you know, it comes from a place of they haven't given me any joy this year, so why should they have any joy themselves for winning this game? Sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, they, they did play it, and I just sit there and watch. So I, I, I it, it's very entitled of me to have such feelings. But I have them. They're valid feelings. Um, I, I, and I still kind of feel that way where – I I'm not gonna I, I get that the loss is better and I'd rather have two wins and a high draft pick than six wins and the number ten pick. But it seems like there's a middle ground there where I can you can enjoy like okay yeah they won I'm gonna enjoy that for tonight and you know like Josh Allen was like what the sixth seventh pick in the draft you don't have to have one of the top two picks to get a good quarterback don't you feel like being happy is better I mean I don't know where do you come down on it because each win is a loss in its own way because going six and 11 does nothing really. Yeah, well, you want to feel like you're at the low watermark or the high watermark. You know, it's like that Super Bowl 50 team, like, ah, oh, that was one of the greatest defenses ever. You know, that, that, that 2013 offense was 
was is the greatest offense ever. It's like you want to you want those those watermarks. And so if you're going to be bad, let's just be bad. Like let's be really really bad so that we could point to the 2023 season and be like that was the turning point. That was as low as it got. We turned it around as a result of that. But then when you win, it's like oh it's not as bad as we thought and we're going to be meddling forever and this is going to be our lives for the next 25 years or yeah i agree with that i remember saying many times over the years it's better to be really bad than be one of those teams like how the Bengals and the raiders were stuck with andy dalton and Derek carr where those those guys were like too good too good to like move on from but they weren't good enough to actually win anything and finally the raiders obviously did uh give up on him but I don't know. That seems worse to kind of be stuck in that purgatory. And six wins is not in like that wild card playoff purgatory. It's in that six win purgatory. We're never going to get any better. You're probably not going to get any worse. So, yeah, it's probably better to bottom out. But I don't want to feel angry if they win. You know, it's like have faith that it'll work out, I guess, is maybe my thing, which is a big tonal shift for me, I well, guess. Oh, okay. I, let me help you process this because I have enough. I have, I'm going to reframe this for you. Do it. Do it. Okay. Blow my mind, Jess. So it's one thing to win a game against a team that you had no, uh, no, that, that you didn't think you were going to beat. So like, like if we like had, the Chiefs, we had beat the Chiefs next week. So if, say we win against the Chiefs next week. That is a feel good win. That is a great win. That is a win that that you know. It yes, it screws up our draft position, but it. It, it smacks the Chiefs a little bit, and that makes and us feel good because they're yeah. a rival, right? But the yeah. problem is is that we barely beat a Green Bay Packers team that we should have beat no problem. We barely no. beat a Bears no. team Wrong. that we should have beat no problem. Like there Wrong. used to be a time when we'd go into these games and know that we were going to win. And yeah, now but that's not it's this like, year. We should not have – we were not – we were like, what, a one-point favorite against the Packers? And when you consider the three-point advantage – uh, that you usually get for home field. That's uh, no, we were not supposed to go into Chicago and beat the Bears, and that's the point. Is we were this is a game we were supposed to lose, but we found a way to to win. It was who won it at least. That it was. That it was. was and it. I get your point, and I I'm cognizant of the big picture, and that we need that guy, that quarterback, to move forward. But yeah, you're right. If they beat the Chiefs. That'll be a completely different vibe than if they beat the Packers or the Bears. Because those are bad teams just like we are. So, yeah, yeah you're right. It doesn't you're mean right. anything to beat those teams. Like, what message no. are you sending to the NFL? Like, we're not as bad as those guys? Oh, I beg to differ. We are just as bad. Oh. <laughs> if give not us, worse. Uh, give us another chance and we can be worse. I promise <laughs> you we can be worse. I believe in this team. I have yeah. been there. I've seen how terrible they can be. I've seen the top of the mountain and... The Broncos were not there. Uh, that would probably wasn't after a Kareem Jackson hit. Uh, he was suspended on for Monday. Four uh, games? Four games. With, wow. Without pay. Without pay. Yeah. I mean, he's suspended. I mean, I, we, we would think that that would be without pay. Yeah, but that's a big It's not like there's already... like a internal investigation going on for like being tawdry in a bar or anything like yeah, that. Like, yeah, although sure. it is kind of weird, though, that, that he gets it for a hit. When there are less heavy-handed penalties handed out for like spousal abuse and and well, the like, so yes, I agree. But he didn't get a four-game suspension for that hit. He got a four-game suspension for all the hits. 
for not listening about the hits. Yeah. That was a career achievement suspension, so to speak. You know, a season long achievement. Speaking of high watermarks, that is a high watermark for For Kareem Jackson. Well, you know, Justin Simmons on Twitter last night was, you know, why is everybody mad? It's like his shoulder hit the Packer shoulder. And, you know, just because it looks bad does not mean it's bad. Where do you come down on? Because I said on Twitter, it's like, I'm embarrassed to use the Broncos and the NFL is going to suspend him. The Broncos should save him the hassle and just cut him. He doesn't, he doesn't serve a purpose back there other than costing the team. But maybe you take Justin Simmons approach and you think it was a clean football play. Let him play. I remember Harry Douglas, which is not a sexual thing. Remember him? He went after um, a key. No, he went, who did he go? He went after, who did he, who did Harry Douglas go after? I only know the sexual thing. <laughs> so I don't Hold know. On. I don't Harry, know. I'll give you a Harry Douglas. I'll tell you what, have you ever tried the uh, inverted Harry Douglas? Because, oh my God. The reverse Douglas? No, the inverted. The inverted oh, Douglas. The inverted don't Douglas. try the reverse Douglas unless you got some, uh, you know, some support, some backup. <laughs> and you have to have somebody spot you for that. Uh, Tempers flare after his low block on Chris Harris Jr. In 2016. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was egregious. There was no. I don't believe he got suspended for that. Well, there was. was there's been like all fight? sorts of really questionable hits sure. and awful things. And I get that. Right. It's yeah. You've got um, the previous five weeks matter though. That Harry yeah. Douglas. That wasn't his only time doing. That wasn't like he'd been doing that every week for five weeks prior. Wait. Wh- who was the guy that st- the Redskins guy that stomped a guy? Hi. Oh, yeah. Hi. Then he he went to the uh, Albert Hainsworth. Albert Hainsworth. Yeah, it started with an H. I was like, hi, hi. He was hi. That's how I got it. That's how I got Hainsworth. Oh, got all right. There, so let, let's see. What did, Albert Hainsworth got suspended, but when did like how did he get suspended? Well, Albert Hainsworth may have been suspended by the team for like showing up three days late to a practice while eating you know six Big Macs at once. <laughs> oh my God! This guy got stitches. Just above the eye, Jeff Fisher apologized to the Cowboys. Another edition of Just Google's Things live on the podcast. Oh, but it see, I edit it so you don't have to. <laughs> it sounds like I'm just pulling this out of my ass. No, that's what the entire podcast sounds like. You don't have to edit that. October 2nd, 2006, Hainsworth was suspended for five games without pay for the NFL by the NFL. Or in the NFL. Really, it's a prepositional preference. The suspension was only the second multi-game suspension in NFL history for an on-field incident. And it was twice as long as the previous longest suspension. Yeah. Wow. Which I was mean, the NFL well, the NFL's in a different era right now where they're like saying, we're going to take concussions and all that stuff seriously. And so they had no choice but to suspend them. I think it was the right call. Um, you know, some people were on Twitter like, you know, Four years ago, that's a legal hit. You got to let him play. Like four years ago, people are still are walking away with uh, concussion uh, syndromes that affect their entire life. And I'm not opposed to like, hey, we have to keep these guys as safe as we can. And that means if we can't light people up like that over the middle or on the sidelines in this case, then you don't do it. So I, I think Kareem should should have got suspended. And you think he should be cut though? That's what you said. I think he like, should be cut. Like, why bring him back at this point? Because by the time he gets back. It's going to be game 10. What's the point of bringing him back then? He's, I think part of the thing, I think he's getting these late hits. And the reason like a Justin Simmons doesn't is because he's slowed down. He's lost a step. And so he's not there 
in good position to make a tackle, he's almost always flying in late on these things because he's not there. And you can make the case that Kareem Jackson not being in the game is why we won it because P.J. Locke was playing. And does Kareem see that play? Does he get over there in time like uh, P.J. Locke does to make that interception? Maybe not. He's an older guy. He's not as athletic as he used to be. So I'm just saying he's not part of the he's not part of the team next year at, at, at any way. So don't give you give PJ Locke the snaps. If Riley Moss is ever healthy, he gets snaps. Although he might be more of a cornerback. But what's the what's the point to bring KJ back for the playoff push? There's no playoff push. What's the argument to bring him back? Seriously. Well, he's a player exactly. on the team. He's a player so on the what? team. So well. So. so it, There's been a lot of players on the team who have been. Sit down, Jess. Who've been cut? Yeah, Almost but they, they, I feel like he plays at a higher work. level than a lot of others. You you say he's slowed down. You may have lost his step, which is why he's he's launching himself through the air. But because he's coming in late on all these hits, dude. He could have pulled up from the hit. There was no reason to hit that guy. The play was effectively done. He's had other ones like that this year too. I don't think the like, play was done. He had just caught the ball. He was a defenseless receiver. He, he was hadn't already been able going to, to protect himself. He Whether was a Jackson, defenseless receiver. If Jackson had so. tripped three yards away, the guy still goes to the ground just just the same. He was not running with the, with the ball. Shut up, nerd. Now, here's a fighting, exciting segment of Mike looking up things on Twitter where it's like, I want to make sure that's true now. Like, he was going yeah. to the ground, right? No, he wasn't. It was boom, boom. That was a de- hit. The, it was a def- defenseless receiver. So he had just caught the ball and... He was trying to dislodge it with that hit. I mean, granted, uh, he tried to hit him in the head so that it. He's yeah, he turns around. He he looks upfield to t- to turn it upfield, falling, and he is met backwards. He was he was on one leg, falling backwards as he was trying to turn his body. He was definitely falling down. I get it. You're supposed to play through the whistle. That's how you're coached. I get it. Cream, if you're a professional athlete playing at the top level, which you're in the NFL, so you are. You can wrap him up. You can. He was off balance on one foot. You could have like just given a forearm shiver and he would have fallen over, you know? Well, he's probably mad that he made the catch on him. And that, you know, I mean, that's probably, there's an emotional aspect of this too. And that, that is also. He he didn't look like it was zone coverage. Like he made the catch on him. Singleton is trailing the play pretty hard. And it looks like Jackson is coming up uh, in zone on support on that one. So I don't think he was in one-on-one coverage. Yeah. So he, he, he didn't make the catch on Kareem. It wasn't like he got burned. He made the catch. He made but the you, catch. You, you were saying that he was late. Is is it not? Because he was, was falling, he late, or was he, he was, in, in support? Because the guy was because the guy was already falling down, and so I say he was late. In that, it's not like Kareem's hit caused him to go to the ground. He was going to the ground anyway, and then Kareem hit him. So he was late in that sense. I don't know if he would have. I don't know if you have the presence of. I don't know. I don't know. I'm defending him because he's he's wearing my laundry. I probably exactly. would not be defending him if, if he be. wasn't a Bronco. If, and like you said, he, he likely happened, won't be a Bronco next year. And so, really, what does it matter? Well, if that hit happened to Cortland Sutton, you would have a outrageously different opinion. What if it happened to Jerry Judy? We, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. What's like? It's just like okay. Let's go to Jerry Judy for a second. Um. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We, we'll just agree I'm right on Kareem Jackson. We'll move to Jerry Judy. I don't know, Jerry, Jerry Judy, like, since he's kind of been mouthy a little bit. Flippant. Or, flippant. That's a better word. Flippant. He's like had, what, three catches per game in the last two weeks has been a non-factor for the last two games, especially when like, hey, you know what? If you want to get out, buddy, you need to step up these games. And like Judy said last week, and he's not wrong, he can't control when he gets the ball. It's up to the offensive line to block, the OC to call a play that gets him the ball, the quarterback to get it there. I can see his point. He's technically right. But if you're trying to showcase yourself for a trade, you fail, Willard, and you're back here next year. I don't think he gets traded because I, I don't think, think he, so right now. I don't think he has done enough this season or ever really. To... He had like this good six to eight games last year. Mm. He did. In the garbage part of yes. the season where it didn't matter. Well, the matter. garbage part of the season starts in August, Jess. So. <laughs> no, we had hope earlier. I mean, we made it at least a couple games into the season before. Yeah, no, I remember last year, like August, when we had Russ and – this hacky guy, God, you gotta love his enthusiasm. Oh, he's he's so different. It's it's refreshing. I may yes. have said that. Yeah. Oh, it was. And then yeah. it wasn't. No, uh, it was not. All right, so we have the Chiefs again. So do the Broncos capitalize on this victory and make it a, a what's Drink. better than one in a row? Two in a row. Oh, Here's the, let me ask you this question. It's been a long time since that, we, isn't it? We've played the Chiefs well for the last couple of years now. The much maligned Vance Joseph did as good of a job against uh, Mahomes and Ma'ato as anybody else has. Do you think that continues? Or do you think Andy Reid and Patrick are kind of like, no, that shit's over. We're, we're going to stop screwing around and light them up. I, I don't know what to expect. Are, are the Chiefs, they won, but are they going to come in with something to prove? After the last game they beat Denver? If this was Denver, if the roles were reversed, I would be very nervous. I would be nervous, but the roles are not reversed, and this is not the Broncos. So I think that the Chiefs will win, but there's a chance. I mean, they've won two games this year. That's something. I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs' victory, but I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow them out or go not, or even go nuts on offense. I'm going to say 21-13 Chiefs. The Broncos get their touchdown. They get their couple of field goals. Um, probably score, you know, the field goal late to make it a 14-13 game. And then Mahomes is like, okay, well, fuck it. We'll just score, score a touchdown real quick. And they score a touchdown to assault the game. Hmm. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. We've, we've done decently against the Chiefs. I still think we're going to lose, but... I remember two weeks ago, we were both predicting the Broncos like going to lose like, what, 52 to 17, 52 to 10, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is – I'm not trying to get caught up in the wind, but as bad as the defense was those first, like, what, four games, these last three games, they've been pretty solid, you know? They've been, like, what, three touchdowns over the last 14 quarters or something, 18 quarters, something like that. So they've been decent. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not a buyer. <laughs> I am not a buyer of this defense or this offense. You don't so, believe in Vance Joseph? I don't believe in many people 
affiliated with the Denver Broncos right now. Um, by default, I have to give Coach Sean Payton the benefit of the doubt. Uh, just like I gave Russell Wilson the benefit of the doubt last year. Um, and so it's because you're stuck. You're stuck with them. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. So um, if I had to predict a score. You do have to, by the way. Yeah, I think the Chiefs 24, Broncos 17. Uh, so we each predict a roughly the same margin of victory there. You think it's going to be a roughly a one-score game? I don't think it'll be that close. I think that uh, we'll get a late, the Chiefs uh, will. The, yeah, we'll get a late garbage touchdown, and it won't matter. Yeah, yeah. And then all we got to do is like hold them on third down, and then we'll get the ball back, and then they pick up an easy first down and run out the clock sort of a thing. It might be like a scoop and score to end the game. Like Bradley that, Roby? No, more like more like two weeks ago. You know what I'm talking about, <laughs> though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Jamal Charles, the whole thing. Yeah. You're a real one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't just play a Broncos fan on uh, podcasts. I, I am one in real life. I know, but you're also kind of like of that age where I worry about your memory. It's a lie, and that's enough to get me hot. <laughs> you're not worried about that. I am not worried about that. You're as spry and as vigorous of a young man as I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. I blocked Lori Latimer Wolkman on Twitter today. You what? I had to. St. Lori? I did because I said on Twitter that I'm going to block anybody who tells me what a real fan does. And she mouthed off and said what real fans do. Yeah, but I mouthed off and you didn't do that. Well, first of all, I unblocked Lori a little bit, but I had to send a message. You know, had, Did she know that she was blocked? Well, I had to send her a message on Slack so that she knew. And then you undid it. Yeah, and then you felt it's bad. Like, well, because everybody loves Lori. What's not to love? Um but uh, some of the people I did leave blocked who like responded. But here's the thing. You didn't like tell me what a real fan would do. You were just being stupid. What? Yes, you. I wasn't being stupid. A little bit. Let's see here. Let's let's read. Let's Mike reads tweets. What did Jess say? Excuse me while I whip this out. You said that's exactly what a faux fan would say. And I'm like, you didn't say what a real fan would do. You just said what a fake fan would do. So you I kinda... used French, so I classed it up. Yeah. And so you were yeah. you were impressed. You you kind of slid in on technicality. So what is a real Broncos fan these days, Mike? Anybody who says they love the Broncos is a real Broncos fan. You know, whether you were pissed they won yesterday, whether you were pissed they lost the previous week, you're a real Broncos fan. You know, it's just you, you're allowed to love the team on your own terms. You're allowed to think their shit don't stink, and you're like you're allowed to think their shit does stink. So I'm just getting tired of people gatekeeping fandom in general, but specifically the Broncos. It's like love them on your own terms. At the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We all want this to be a Super Bowl team. So I don't know. I've just that's me. It's like anybody who love. If you say you love the Broncos, cool. You're on the bandwagon. Have fun. The drinks are over there. That's my opinion. What do you what? How what's what's a real fan to you? Well, I agree with you. Um, I a few years ago I wrote an article for uh, Mile High Report. Perhaps you've heard of it. I've read uh, it. Did you? Yeah. It's I got tired of the gatekeeping, and I was like, you know what? If you are a new fan, or if you can't even spell Broncos, but you're wearing orange and blue and screaming our for our team, 
uh, then then yes, you are a Broncos fan. I I, I hate this. Like, oh, Broncos fans don't do this. Broncos fans don't do the wave. Bron- Real Broncos fans do the incomplete chant in their room by themselves. Like, there are all these different little silly rules that are are just are just that. They're silly. Yeah. And uh, I agree. frankly, I. I there is kind of like this unspoken thing that the team sort of has fallen into these last few years where it's like, well, a real fan won't criticize the Broncos when they're doing poorly. A real a real fan is, uh, you, you know, uh, orange and blue until they die. And uh, any any change in intensity is is letting the team down. And, and I'm orange I, and blue until I die. Yeah, well, or, I am orange and blue until I die. But sometimes... And I know you can speak to this. They need to be put in timeout. They do. Sometimes they and need to be put in timeout. I am here for the Broncos. I have been there for the Broncos. But I right now, I it, my buddy, he he's it, this is when he was dating. He came up with this. He's like, I'm here for you. I'm not there for you. There is a difference. Like you come to me. Come meet me halfway, and I will meet you. Okay, well, you say for a second there, until you got the halfway part. I'm like, that guy sounds like he's going to die alone. No, like, he's married. I'm here for you. I'm here for Packer you. I'm not there for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, but now yeah. when they meet me halfway, that makes that's a good thing. But I don't know. I remember like when my uh, dating this woman. She was in college, so was I. And uh, like her roommate, this is out here in color, uh, California. It's like, oh, I'm a big Broncos fan too. I'm like, oh God, yeah. Did you see the game? And she's like, no, yeah. I don't actually watch the games. Just like my family's in the Bronx fan, so I like them. And twenty something, Michael's like. Oh, you're. I hate you. You're not a real fan. But you know what? If you're a fan because your parents were, or your wife is a fan, or whatever, then yeah, cool. You're a fan. You can hang. You can can hang. hang. You can wear that shirt with pride. Whether you became a Broncos fan when we signed Tebow or when we signed Peyton, cool. You're a fan. If you became a Broncos fan because of Drew Locke, then maybe there's some questions. Trevor Simeon. But you're still a fan. If you're like. Whatever Joe team Flacco devotee. Yeah, like whatever team Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is on, I'm a fan. There's <laughs> questions that go beyond real. But yeah, it's like it doesn't matter why you're here. Just come on board. Some of us are grumpy for reason. but Competency may like waver, but fandom never does. Hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, deep, yeah. There you go. Give me there a macho go. man there. Oh, well, oh. Excuse me while I whip That's it not out. it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Whoops, wrong one. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I can I get your opinion on another Twitter debate from the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said, like, what's with all these people saying we in relation to your uh sports team? And uh one of my favorite follows on Twitter is Mile High Greco. uh Ron Greco and was Mile High Greco? Is that his? Mile High Greco, yeah. He's a great guy. Oh, he is. I've met him. Love him. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. He's great. Um, but he said, like, yeah, because I was a fan before any of these players were here. I'm going to be a fan after all of them are gone. I've been there through everything. So, yeah, I'll say we. I've sat with 71,199 other like-minded individuals. I say we. We cheered for them. We cheered for the team. We the Broncos fans, we Broncos country, absolutely. I, I don't. I, I think that's like a player thing. Like, oh, you're not on the field. You're not a. You're, it's that's not a Jerry Judy thing. You're not in the locker room. You don't know this. I'm like, well, no, we're not. 
But look, I asshole, the-, the team gave you a jersey for free. I had to pay two hundred dollars or twenty dollars from China. Yeah, I've loved the Broncos <laughs> since before you were alive. Maybe before your parents were alive. I don't know. That's right. It's like I don't know. So I'm all for the you know as far as the uh, gatekeeping fandom. Yeah, and say we we won. We did this. Heck yeah, you're as much of a part of the Broncos as a player is because a player's temporary as you said a fan is forever they use they use we and all their season ticket stuff like oh, yeah. absolutely like they want you to be part of it like that's we are the Broncos idea. country Broncos country exists for a reason because it's all of us scratch that check and it can be we that's that's yeah. the lesson I learned and yeah. so I still is we <laughs> it's like your boss like we're a family here by the way can you work on Christmas Day for me yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, we're family. Yeah, we. Mm. We. They're weeing all over us, Mike. Yeah, and, it's, and we have to pretend it's rain. That's right. Well, I think that has been a terrific episode of Something Something Broncos. Maybe maybe our best ever. It's a lie, and that's enough to get me out. I am Just Place for Mike DeSico. And I am Mike DeSico for Just Place. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and tune in every week so that you can hear us Google stuff and look stuff up on our phone because that is excellent podcast. That is why people come and why they stay. Yes. And my dog barking. And I can hear your dog barking. I, it's like the, the family knows that I'm getting on the podcast and they immediately start exciting the dog. And, and like it's, it's, not, it's 830 at night. Like what could the dog be barking at right now?